online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There's that defiance music. Oh, yeah. With, oh, yeah. With that famous St. Louis skyline. Yeah. But the skyline no more. Yeah. Because we are discussing season three. What is this, episode three? three or, four, or four, depending four? if you count the double episode. Right, I'm still thrown off by that. Thanks yeah. for, for throwing us off here. Yeah, uh, four? I guess, I guess it's going to be four. Okay, four. It yeah. was like 3A. 3A. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Scott Moore. You can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. And to my right is the one and only. Hi, I'm Jesse Klein. And you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. And don't forget to follow us everywhere on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe. And on Twitter, definitely join us in the conversation with hashtag ABTVDefiance. Um, I don't know about you, Jesse, but this was one of my favorites, if not my favorite episode of the entire series. Not even the season of the yeah. series, I think. Yeah, I really dug this episode. I thought yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Uh I, there were there were a lot of things resolved in this episode mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize I needed result like needed them to be resolved. Right, uh, and I kind of forgot that I was kind of carrying all of this tension from last season. <laughs> carrying all this weight in yeah. your shoulders. I didn't, with all this. I didn't yeah. realize that I like needed I needed that resolution with Amanda's story. Right, like last last week we were talking about like what are they going to do with Amanda? We mm-hmm. don't really know. Mm-hmm. And like we finally got some resolution with her story. I didn't even realize I needed it. Still. Right, and, and it's a good point, which we'll we'll get into in more detail about that too, yeah. because I didn't even realize from last season that there were things that were still not buttoned up uh, because it had been so much time. Yeah, but before we get there, which we were way off on those predictions oh, last week, all of our predictions were wrong. like blown up at the be- <laughs> at the very beginning, blown up our predictions. Oh man. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I like how it started at least with Amanda like saying like we got energy back, the Ghoulanite right. is flowing, like the best thing that could happen to Defiance so far is these Omex with their fancy little robot drones, mm-hmm. like, uh, and she she just happens to omit the fact that they don't have any weapons. Exactly, but, I know. Well, it was like the perfect political speech. It yeah. was like there she was in a little FDR fireside chat. She's <laughs> like, "We are free. We are proud. We are defiant." Yeah. I was uh, like, oh my gosh. And it was like it was like okay, feeling good. Yeah. And then like full on just blew it up. Blew it right up. You did it, man. You destroyed it. Well, I mean, it's going back with this whole theme that we've had from the beginning of uh, you know it was just. No, nobody's safe, nothing is safe. And yeah. we saw that, like something that was treasured that we just expected, okay, they're not going to do yeah. this right away. There's no way. And they did. Like literally the That's symbol a, of the show. Right. Like, the the opening, and even uh, on the opening sequence, you saw that they just did a shortened sequence and there it yeah. was like blown up. Like when I talk to people who haven't seen the show mm-hmm. before, they still, oh, that's the one with the St. Louis art. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, 
and they destroyed it in yeah. in a great move. Yeah. Uh it definitely brings the feeling like uh with Daytac and Stama, and I don't think they're all, the only VTech people there, Mm-mm. or uh, VC, VC people, people yeah. VC people there. But like, uh, like with them on the inside, no one is really safe in Defiance. And I think after that hologram recording where he's saying like, if you're Votan, if you're Votan, like surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was an alien in Defiance. I would be thinking seriously about joining the VC, like, like especially after they did a show of power like that right. and destroying, like blowing it up. Like, I don't know. I I feel like I like I think the people of Defiance are proud and they love the city. Yeah, and like they've they've lived where they shouldn't have for right. a long time. Exactly. But I mean, uh, I mean, Rom Talk seems like a legitimate like threat. threat right? And and Absolutely. if I was if I was a Votan. I would start thinking about you know maybe maybe switching sides there yeah, yeah. I mean because you see that and that is the 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 whole destruction of the arch is sort of like a, a very big symbolic yeah not only you know because that's the show that that's it but obviously in this this town of defiance that's that's the symbolism right there of saying okay rom talk and that rom talk hologram yeah rom talk hologram it's just fun you know, to your say. band that you'll be yeah yeah that's the name of my indie band yes. rom talk holograms. I mean, <laughs> you know, even with that, you know, it just shows because he was still so far out, in the, and, yeah. and the fact that he had that and everything shows, you know, that he does have a lot of power behind him. So I, I do agree with you. Is like it could get a lot of of the alien citizenry to maybe rethink their loyalties, yeah, when they see this all happening. I mean, I would, I guess, if I was an alien. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> is like, like, okay, well. Who's who is your loyalty to? Right, and who's going to be able to take care of me and what's going to happen to this town? Yeah. And at this point, it looks like it might be better to jump ship. Yeah, and Literally. I mean, yeah, I'm jump. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it's such a it's such a difficult choice. Like, if mm-hmm. it's a place you grew up, it's a place you love, and like uh, Amanda, for as most of your life, has been mayor. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you want to be loyal to your place, or do you want to maybe? not die in a terrible execution style manner and have your head put on top of a a truck yeah exactly yeah. On, a, on a stake yeah in front of everybody. um and you, we were talking about this a little off camera before we started about this being a bottle episode in a lot of ways um but do you also feel like this is a sort of a, a now set up as a transition episode well, well in a lot of ways because now we did resolve some things and it feels like now it's sort of a pivot in in a slightly in a, in a different direction somewhat. Even though we have the same parameter set up with the VC and the Omax and, yeah. and everything, it just felt like there's with some resolution, there's some things going on. And now with the blow up of the arch, it felt like a very like it's set up a lot of stuff now to move forward for the rest of the season, the trajectory of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think the main storyline was a bottle, mm-hmm. but I think everything else was kind of setting things up. You know, right. we see Rom Tok kind of having taken a victory lap, mm-hmm. and then now knows about the Omec, who are going to be pissed. Oh yeah, when, I mean, are I already are kind of angry, but like seeing that the VC is there and threatening the mm-hmm. their kind of like home away from home right now is is not a great thing, right? Uh, and I think all of the I think all of the Stama and Daytech stuff are kind of setting up yep. for what's about to happen. I think 
you know, this idea of being on the front line of a battle that's kind of being waged from afar. But I think, I think, you know, I think in the upcoming up, I mean, this will go into predictions, but I think, yeah. I think there's going to be, you know, kind of this like chippy battle back and forth between the two of them until we get like a huge fight. But I think, right. I think Defiance will probably take something away from the VC in the next episodes or so and mm-hmm. like it'll go back and forth. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, so after the whole blow up of the arch and, you know, that shortened intro, which I thought was great too, the yeah. way they, they did that and, and had the Smoke. arch. Yeah. I thought that, actually, I thought that was great. You know, we learn that they're from, from Nolan, that there's a whole stockpile of weapons and, and yeah. everything from, uh, the E-Rep. Camp Arrowhead. And Camp Arrowhead, uh, which makes me think of Lake Arrowhead. Like, I was yeah, thinking sure. like California. I'm like, okay. Delicious. Yeah, it was like 300 in the water. It's like 300 miles away. Yeah. Um, now, the only thing I didn't quite get, I'm, I'm guessing, and maybe and if anyone out there got that, like the ju- direction, because you know there the uh, other valley is 200 miles away where yeah. the VC are. So I'm like, is it the opposite direction? Because you feel like it had to have been the opposite way from where well, I think it, the VC was at. Or, or I was trying to figure out geographically how it was I think it was oriented. north. That's especially, what I thought, Especially but, since they came from Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it was north. Right. And then so the valley... Was wet west right? Because yeah. I'm trying to remember if anyone out there remembers that you can comment about it. Because I know that they, that's where the VCs camped is two, and I believe it was 200 miles west. And I yeah. think they did say it was like 300 miles, possibly north. Yeah, I mean, right, I think, like I think through it, Detroit. An educated guess would be north. Right. So I was trying yeah. to figure out where they were at geographically, and also how far away the VC were, because I feel like that's going to end up being maybe a potential place that they'll try to take over as a. Well, you know, place I mean, to be at no longer. Well, I mean th- that area. <laughs> yeah, not not the which we'll get into with the wormhole and everything, but yeah. like that general area, like as like a, as a way to surround sure. defiance. So I was trying to pic- picture it geographically. But so, anyways, they find out it was three hundred miles away. Uh, that he found, I guess, paperwork. I mean, it's like yeah, he was going through <laughs> some old notes, files. Yeah. Uh, see, it's a good way of like having paperwork. I have to do that at my job right now. My paperwork it stinks, but see, someone could come across it fifty you know, years from now and some good old detective work. Right. So yeah. no one always seems to be right there with that detective work. Just yeah. always seem to find the stuff. So you know, he basically he finds this, and they're like they're ready to go. Yeah. Like Amanda's like, all right, shotgun, like let's let's go. Of course, he benches Arissa. Do, yeah. do you agree? I mean, yeah. She kind of had to. I mean, he didn't know what type of situation they were getting into. Number one, the mayor is so free with her life. Like, she's the mayor of the town. She's like, yeah, let's go into this possible trap. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, But, yeah, you got to bench Arissa. I was thinking take Berlin. Berlin. Yeah, yeah. I, but I actually like this because, you know, last week I had the old issue where I didn't quite agree with the way Nolan was treating her, even yeah. though I understood where he was coming from. But this week I actually did agree with him because I still felt like he kept her behind, but he was also still gave her a job to do, which was like, you know, make sure things are good here and with Berlin. Figure out who bombed them. Right, and do what you need to do here. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was totally like benching her, like, you can't do anything. So I, in this sense, I did actually agree with his decision yeah. with her, unlike last week, where I he, felt like it was a little harsh. He didn't have to worry about her killing Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And gave her a job to do. So she had something that she could do, which was important. It wasn't just, like, busy work. It was, sure. like, help us discover, like, who was behind this and how it happened and all that. Yeah, I mean, it also was, like, you two hang out. Yes, both of you dated this guy. Right. One of no, you no, killed that guy. Not awkward at all. Yeah. 
But, you know. <laughs> one of you recently tried to beat one of you to death. Exactly. But, okay, let's just let right. this happen. Right, because it's yeah. not awkward. You guys can figure it out. Yeah. He'll be fine. No one's great at managing people. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's like, let's bring the baby out into the middle of a, a fight with the VC. <laughs> yeah. Nah, no big deal. No. No. Tactical decisions. No, exactly. Uh, no. But, yeah, they go out to Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. And uh, uh, they find this uh, barn... And they go in. They're greeted by a bio man. I, I don't know about you. When I was watching, I was like, bio man. Like, yes. I was excited to see another bio I man. I was so excited. I was so excited to see the yeah. bio man. So that was fantastic. It was George, right? That was the yeah. first one. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was happy to hear their kind of like dumbed down version of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern <laughs> dialogue. I was like, yes. Don't talk about the films, but she looks like girl in the yeah. films. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was so great. Uh, it was super cool. I missed, like, I was like, oh yeah, Bioman. Yeah. Like, I, I missed the kind of, uh, kind of seeing all the different races and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was cool to see them. I love that the Biomen were all named after the Beatles. Yes. Uh, yeah. I thought that was super cool. That was fantastic. And, um, just the whole setup there was just so great. Yeah. It was so great. It was so fun. Yeah, and we see them going through, and there's, like, tanks yeah. and, like, jeeps mm-hmm. and just, like, rows and rows, rows and of rows guns. Of, of weaponry and everything going by. It was it was such a great uh, – oh God, it was, it was great. Yeah. Just the way they're going down the elevator and you're just seeing everything go across. And, and, it, and it opens and there's like a Pollock painting yes. right there. And like there, it's like it's so pristine and white and there's classical music playing. Yeah. But then, of course, you have the, you know, ugly fluorescent lighting too. So you yeah. have that dichotomy going on, which I thought was just so good. But yeah, it was like so sterile. Yeah. But yet it had all this great like stuff going on. Yeah. Then it's luxury. Then it's Pottinger. Yes, he's back. Ugh. I was like, uh, yeah. Pottinger. Of course. And he's, he's like sitting there. He's like, got a, he's got apple and honey. Yeah. What? What is that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, come on, Pottinger. Yeah, living the fancy life there. Yeah, and uh, like an idea, like they have a rain room. Yeah. Like I was, while I was watching it, I don't know about you, I was like, this is a game changer. Yeah. Like if they can, if they can have this base. That's what I thought too. When I was first watching, I was like, this is great because yeah. now they've got everything there and they'll have all the weaponry that they need yeah. and they've got all, you know, food that they can grow. And like tanks to yeah. go against the VC. Oh yeah, right? yeah. no, exactly. But and, I mean, they had a good safe ground yeah. to be at too to protect their citizenry. And four biomen. And four biomen. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like to defend. Uh, and then, except there's just Pottinger. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, the uh, I I can't even watch him like because I forgot like I forgot how much I did not like I him know. last season. Me too. Uh, it brought all those like, things back. Like how much a worm he yeah. is, mm-hmm. and immediately he's like, yeah, we went back towards New York. We had all these refugees. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us got raided, and like I took who I could and ended up here. And it's like, and like I knew immediately. I was like, he's a liar. He's lying right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a lion liar. <laughs> lion liar. Uh. And uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, you can have the weapons. Have mm-hmm. have all the weapons you can fit in your roller. It's fine. Just put them put them in the roller." I was like, "Oh, he's being reasonable." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I want to talk to Amanda." And I was like, "Ugh, mm-hmm. this guy." I forgot like how much like of 
like an evil schoolboy right, crush right. he has like, on Amanda. Creepy, gross. Yeah. Well, like last season, he arranged for them to get uh, in a collapsed mine right. together. Which, like, is, like, one of those things that, like, when you're in middle school and, like, just hormones are controlling your right. life. Like, oh, if only I could be with that girl. Right. I wish I could save her from a collapsed exactly. mind. Exactly. We talked about that yeah. last season. Yeah. Is, like, that whole, like, mentality of, like, yeah, like a teenager who's never really been in love and has these obsessions and yeah. fantasies. And, like, oh, we'll make this happen like that. Yeah. Like, if only I could be the savior and the hero, then she'll love me forever. And once again, as soon as he gets alone with her, he puts on the Bee Gees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so great though. That was so great. It was. I was just cracking up in the in the. Uh, uh, what was the other song too that he that they were playing that was so ob- like so eighties? It was uh, it was great. It was so stereotypical. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Like it was. Oh god, it, I was. Yeah. It was perfect it for was. a person who's never actually felt love and mm-hmm. only obsession and has like made up like has has lived in this world that doesn't exist with this person and it's like of course he thought this would be the song because right. he's only seen it in movies or yeah. he's only like had amalgamations of what it should be and never actually exactly. never actually experienced it before uh and immediately he gets cre- like super possessive mm-hmm. like you're mine I'm yours <laughs> you belong to me and she's like oh this a flashback to when she got raped by him and uh and it just got real dark real quick yeah like which we, we you know which again kind of going back to what we were saying a couple of minutes ago about getting this resolution yeah because we knew that it was him but now we could finally get that definitive and now she knew yeah and, and she it, put two and two together and just got real dark real yeah. quick like i was watching it and i was like what's happening with nolan yeah. oh my god this guy's Oh, I forgot how, like, I forgot how creepy and possessive he is. And uh, the guy who plays him is really good, or was really good at kind of, like, towing that line Mm -hmm. of, like, a military man who's very competent at his job, but also is obsessed with this woman and her dead husband. This this crazy side. But, um... But he plays that so well, too, that, that obsessive and being able to play that line. Yeah. So well. Like, right on that line is a really tough thing to do. And the screening room has a lock on it, which, uh, why? Like, why, does, yeah. why does he have the lock on it if he's by it. himself? Right. I guess, I guess, I guess Samir? The, I, yeah, well, that was weird, too, the whole Samir thing. Like, was he, I mean, obviously, he knew about him, but it was just weird, because I don't know, because it was weird how he's like, oh, it's just me? Yeah. And the bioman, so I was like, well, where does Samir come in with all this? Yeah, I was wondering why he kept Samir, I mean, maybe because he's a medic? I guess but that whole alive. thing was odd to me because it was like, wh- yeah, why was he there and why was he playing it off? I mean, I guess for them, he didn't need them to know. I don't know. But that whole thing with Samir yeah. was weird. Uh, it I'll, felt like a convenient thing for to have someone else there to, like, take care of Nolan when all the get stuff some, was happening. Get yeah. some exposition out. We find right. out through Samir that... Like, Pottinger went crazy. Right, to get the story out and everything. Yeah. You had to have this other character. It was just weird the way he was introduced and the way he came in there and all that. But Yeah, we find out Pottinger went crazy. He killed... No surprise. He killed most of the E-Rep that mm-hmm. he was with mm-hmm. uh, and kind of had, like, this terror. Like, just whoever these poor refugees are was just, like, killing them as a show of force. Mm-hmm. Uh, they arrived there with the bio men and, like, he got really kind of possessive 
and immediately went back to his obsession with Amanda yeah. and had an entire shrine to her. It was like a... I was going to say it was like... I'm trying to remember the movie. the the Not like Clockwork Orange, but one of those weird... You know, it was yeah. like they had the... Yeah, that weird obsession room that was like yeah. sort of like a sex room, but it wasn't because it was just him. Yeah, it, it, it was so the the screen. Like it, I thought it was. Be- I thought it was the, set, the visual style. The was visual amazing. Yeah. was amazing, and the way they had it all set up was incredible. And we and we finally got the payoff of all of the cameras yes. that he set up around yes. Defiance, mm-hmm. uh, and we see him just like like just watching Amanda like and like out, just like, and like, and I was like. And he wasn't even like embarrassed. No. That was the thing. It was like, oh, this guy's well, gone that's crazy. He's legitimately crazy. Because yeah. if you're not embarrassed, yeah. then you're totally crazy. If you're and, not feeling it, you're like, okay. To his point, before he opened the door, he was like, uh, "Just to let you know, I'm a very sick man." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay." He was like, "I'm not well." <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the warning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going to be in there? Like, yeah. I, I didn't know if, I was thinking like maybe like a model replica of Amanda. That's what I was thinking, like... actually. I thought, it was, well, didn't they have like a, not a mask, but they had something of her in there, right? Like, a, there was, like there was a, a bust of her. Like a bust, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking that too, where I was like, is there like, bo- you know, like bodies? Like, what's yeah. going on that he's like, I don't know, yeah. experimenting on? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but this was, Still bizarre, but in such a great way of the way they they set it up in this weird like futuristic kind of. And he, yeah, it was it was great. And he kept his balaclava and the yeah. and the flashlight from when he raped, raped her. her, which is like, like that's uh, a weird uh, man. Yeah, like that. Uh, that was so. And of course, Amanda is just like she takes him apart with bullets. Yeah, like she. <laughs> Yeah, she she literally like pieces him apart mm-hmm. with bullets, uh, one by one. It's like each leg and then yeah. the arm and the back, oh, man. and then of course we're learning concurrently at the same time that you he's know, got a kill switch bomb. It, yeah. It, yeah, as soon as his heart stops beating, and you know, so of course it's convenient that she's shooting all around that yeah. the whole time. Yeah, re- great way to build the tension. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I guess, I mean, that's also what we needed Samir for, is to know that that bomb right, existed. Right, because otherwise we wouldn't have known. I, I mean, obviously we needed Samir there. We needed another, yeah. we needed a human to be able to fill us in on everything. But it was just a weird, I'm just saying it was just a weird yeah. way of introing him. And all of a sudden he's there and helping Nolan when we come back from the commercial break. And we're like, who is this guy? And this is after Pottinger said nobody else was there. So it was, yeah. that part was kind of weird and disjointed. But um, but we obviously needed him to propel the plot forward. But, you know, when when she was shooting all around him, I was thinking she was going to do the same thing, kind of like what she did with Daytalk, and like, oh, I'm not actually going to kill him. Yeah. And I'm not going to use, but he'll be obviously not able to yeah. walk or get around, and he'll be miserable. So I didn't think she was actually going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you think when that was happening? I mean, I thought she, I, I thought for, I, I didn't think she was going to kill him, but only specifically because I, I thought that the bomb... Like the way it was set up, it would be like she he dies and then boom, but everyone's right gone immediately. Well, that's sort of what I thought too. So just when, through pro- plot convenience, right. I was like, "There's no way she kills him because right. then you've killed off your two main exactly your main people characters." Right? Because I thought the same thing as you. I thought the way Smear was describing it that it was sort of like an instantaneous, like yeah. a heart stops beating and boom. So one hand, I was thinking that's not going to happen, but two, I thought as a way to because of her character. That she wasn't going to, and that she thought it would be better for him just to be in pain. Like, sort of the physical pain that she's been dealing with emotionally. Yeah. And as a way to, like, 
have the control over him. So that's why I was thinking it was going to be more of a reverse thing. Like, now she'll control him. He can't get around. He's injured. Yeah. And then they'll have this great place that they can now take over. By the way, how cool was the visualization of the heart monitor in the, like, oh, being yeah. projected in the well, background? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, was that cool, the, like, it was so cool. futuristic, like, yeah. science labby, like, cool. Like, I loved everything about that whole room and, yeah. and that place, and I thought, like, it was so well done, and the set and the yeah, I was art kind direction of, was fantastic. When it, Number one, it was really cool seeing everyone get de-atomized. Yeah. And having uh, Ringo go pretty. Yeah. As his face just gets de-atomized. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was fantastic. But I was kind of bummed, like, I was kind of bummed that we don't get to see that plate. That was like... It, right. That was a very unique set right. for the show. It was a great set, and, and it had so many possibilities, and... I really thought it was going to be the kind of way of the, the strategic yeah. way of being able to have Defiance be able to survive the VC, at least for the time being. But also for me, in hindsight, like I think it would have gotten a little muddy having like camp in the right, 300 miles away to the north, yeah, and, and then camp in Defiance, right? And then also the VC camp, right. like. I can see why they got rid of it. It would have been hard to juggle it, it all of been. those characters split up. Exactly. And I also think as in a plot point, too, it would have just made things a little too muddy. convoluted and yeah. cloudy and muddy. But also, it's too easy of a, of a direction, too. Like, okay, now we'll just bring everybody that wants to go, and we'll have them be here in this yeah. protected fort. And, like, it just, you know... Yeah, would, I, it would have thrown things off a little too much. So I, I get me- where they're coming from. I immediately had flashbacks to Lost, and like I think that yeah. that for a, a few seasons they handled having their cast split up mm-hmm. and far away from each other, not communicating very well, right. but uh, or having no communication. But that's a, that's a really hard game to play when you're writing a story like this. So I'm I'm kind of glad that they kept it all together. I am too. Although I, you know, on the other hand, again, it was just a bummer because it was such a beautiful it was a set, cool set, and it yeah. was a, and it was such a different direction to take the show to. That's probably the last Pollock in existence. Right? Yeah. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Actually, it was funny you said that because I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, oh my god, all that stuff got destroyed. Like the Because the se- I was thinking like, what if those are the only seeds left of like some oh, yeah. plants or like that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, oh my god, so certain things are like oh, could the, be destroyed permanently. And the kitty and doggy DNA? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I was thinking about that yeah. when that got destroyed. I was like, what if some of that stuff was like the only thing on the floor? Like, ones, sort of yeah. like they... Which, again, brings back to stuff today, like, you know, when they were doing the whole stuff of, of like, taking all that, what was it, the place in Arizona or whatever that was under the dome or the, whatever they're doing. I know, it's like, I know. Where they're trying to, like, have seeds and things from each oh, little gotcha, thing, yeah. like, in the event of something happening. and Yeah. Like, the start over, and I know they have it in the space station and stuff, but sure. it, it was sort of like taking a page from that, and I thought, well, how much stuff was actually lost, and will we find out? I mean, we know that there's some dog DNA out there because George had a three-legged dog. Yeah, I know. So. That, was so, that was so funny. <laughs> Go clean the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm glad there's Samir. I think we needed a new character introduced. Yes. Um, I agree. Um, uh, I'm, I think gl- I'm also glad that we don't – I mean – I felt so, like I immediately felt so gross having Pottinger back. Mm-hmm. Like after all, like I forgot how much I just disliked him, and so I'm kind of glad that we just we got a direct conclusion and to his story. Yeah, right, and, and, a, and a final resolution. Like he's gone. Yeah, 
we I, saw his face get yeah. deatomized. Like, there's no way yeah, he's coming back. Exactly, he's gone. Um, and it was a great way of being able to, like we were saying last episode, yeah. and you were bringing up Amanda, which is a good point. It's like, what's going on with her? She's kind of in the background. Yeah. And so this is a good way of bringing her back to the forefront and being able to have a resolution with something that was obviously incredibly painful for her. Yeah. To now be able to move forward. Yeah, and now Defiance so, has an, a cool new skate park 300 miles to the north. Yeah, right? Just a giant, <laughs> giant, giant half pipe yeah. or bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, um, that was... Uh, I thought the explosion, like some of the visual effects on the explosion of the arch was a little questionable, but I thought... I thought yes. the I thought the explosion of the underground base looked amazing. I thought it was very pretty. Yeah, it's funny because we've gone back and forth on this, and I'm like, oh, they've got a bigger budget for stuff. But then yeah. sometimes you see some of the explosions, you're like, oh, these are bad. So yeah. like, I guess they put more of the <laughs> explosion money into the wormhole. Yeah. And <laughs> for defiance, because that's what it felt like to me. It's like, throw more. It just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the wormhole effect, because, yeah, the, defi- the, the blow up of the arch was a little lacking. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, also, I mean, there's this thing going on where uh, Nolan and Arissa are having headaches mm-hmm. uh, together in their special cut spots. Yes. Uh, yes, and they're intensifying as we've seen yeah. each time. They're getting worse and worse and worse and yeah. until they go into now, convulsions at the uh, end of the episode. Now, in my experience with sci-fi... Having unexplained headaches mm-hmm. never ends well. I was just say having unexplained headaches that are terribly painful for anyone in a human everyday form is yeah. not good either. So in a sci-fi world, like it's even worse. It, it could be a bug living in their brains. Right, right. It could be a robot trying to control them. It could be uh, it could be a special type of bomb. Like there's so many things that could be in their exactly. heads right now. Exactly. Someone could have left their keys there or a scalpel. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like there's so many options. Uh, I mean, we'll just have to keep a look on that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know where they're going with it. I don't either. And I guess there's something we can bring up in predictions though, because I've been wondering. Yeah. But before we get there, I mean, the whole thing with Stama and oh, oh my god. Oh, you mean when she plans to poison yeah. him during intercourse? Yes, during coitus. Uh, coitus. How she? Li- oh, that was so great. Again, like her cool. whole discussion with. Uh, with day talk, oh, of course, honey, I'll be thinking about you the yeah. whole time. This is the best way to do it, you know? Like, yeah. I have to have sex with him to, you know, there's no other natural way of being able to just stab a needle on him otherwise. Yeah. And I like how we kind of learn about Tevgen. Tevgen's famous. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's like the Omec version of, like, like, uh, to me, like, the way they described him, it, it reminded me of, like, Odysseus, where it sounded like he's, like, right. this famous artist, like the this famous man explorer, that, that has multiple this famous warrior, like... Hyphenates, yeah. Yeah, like, all of these things, and, uh, and like, even when, like, Stama goes to visit him, he's, like, painting something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And he's, like, and they have, like, a, they have a garden in the Ghoulanite mines. Like, he's got this like, sweet garden it's going on. Hilarious. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to get some background on Tevgen. It is, because, you uh, know, what we see from, from the very beginning, he's this, you know, comes across as this brutal, like, vicious, yeah. carnivore, you know, you're thinking, oh, uh, evil, not very smart. It's just they're out to yeah. And you see like oh my gosh, he has all these layers, and it's just fascinating. And I love 
I love his character. Yeah. I think he, and I think, uh, God, I can't think of his name now. The actor is so good. Yeah, got a because great voice. He's got a great voice, but he yeah. also has that, that caring presence from the beginning. You kind of had that, like, that leadership quality from when I saw him the very first episode. Yeah. I'm like, there's something really cool about him, which I never knew it was going to be. He was a renaissance of the Omex here that yeah. was, you know. And, and I think one thing that all of the actors on the show who play aliens mm-hmm. do very well is they're they're able to carry themselves in an otherworldly fashion. And yes. I, and I think... But it still have that human side to them. Exactly. You know, to where it's like they're somewhat relatable. Yeah, we can recognize right. parts of them, but... Right. But, like, all of them ha- at least have a feel of being otherworldly, except mm-hmm. for maybe Arissa. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense because she was raised she was, as a human, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And kind of looks the most human in the sense, you know, yeah. of, of all the other alien forms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought that scene was great. I thought... Um, one thing I thought while I was watching, it was like, how convenient that all of the aliens like have sex the exact same way humans do. Right, of course, <laughs> of course. And I've said that from the beginning yeah. of the first season. It's kind of like, all right, so I mean, I, yeah, they still have sex the same way. Like, okay, I guess it's I guess it's just a mold that works. It's uh, a mold that works. It's universal. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you think they would have improved upon it somehow? You know? Yeah, but but Stama <laughs> get rid of the clunkiness. I don't know. Like, <laughs> get rid of the uh, Stama. Goes Goes through with poisoning him, like does poison him, or at least yeah, attempts to, which also was surprising to me. But I also knew, okay, it's not going to work. Yeah, this of, we of all course, knew that wasn't going to work. Well, she's not the first concubine that's tried to right. <laughs> murder him. But here's the thing, too. Afterwards, is that didn't you find it odd that he was like he was just so nice afterwards with that? Like I found that odd. I was like thinking, oh my god, he poisoned the pancakes. Don't eat the pancakes, Dama. I, I like, mean, it was weird that he was like so nice and like, oh yeah, you know, everyone tries to kill me and I. I don't die, so... I think it goes towards this kind of legendary character yeah. that he is, where it's like, yeah, you tried to kill me. Nice try. Nice try. Here I made some pancakes. you pancakes. Yeah, yeah, like, like, it was just, it was weird to me, though, that it yeah. was that nice. I was like, okay, at the very least, I wouldn't make you breakfast the next day, even though the sex was good. Yeah. You still tried to kill me, so go get, go to IHOP and get your own pancakes, you know? I, like, Yeah, I think it's just furthering his characterization, yeah. where it's like, when we see something that will make him angry... Like then we'll be like, oh no, yeah. Like I think I think it's that kind of thing, and I think, you know, he found this as an opportunity to find out information. He now knows about, like, he's now the third person who knows about like Stama and Alak, and Daytac, and like what they've got going Mm -hmm. on with the VC, and we know that the Omex hate the VC, right? Because. Because right. they're the ones who sabotage their exactly. ships. Yeah. Which goes back to our whole theory from the beginning that the Omex were then going to be allies of the Defiance and everything. So it's yeah. just going in that direction. And, and I think they had to do it this way with him being nice because then he was also able to give her information as well. So, yeah. you know, there was a back and forth, but it was just so odd to me. I like, okay, he's like super nice. And they're like, okay, we'll go have sex again. Like, we'll go at it. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, might as if you almost died, might as well. Might as, might as well, as well go for it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But but again, by seeing that he couldn't be poisoned, the the, the the you know easily, then also shows how powerful the Omec really are. Yeah, and how much they really are going to be the ones that are going to help protect this town when it's all said and done, or destroy. Yeah, yeah. But I still feel you know, from what we're saying, is that they're going to be there to yeah, protect me it. Too. And I do feel that he's. I think both of them are, are you know, because you haven't seen his daughter in a while. Oh, what is her name now? It's like, oh boy, something with a K. Yeah, uh, 
not kimchi. I'm thinking the Korean food right now, but like delicious. Something out. Yeah. Like something. Kinsey. Kinsey. Yeah. yeah. Kinsey. She was close. Yeah. Um, like, I haven't seen her in a while, but I still feel like there was a weird connection with her with Nolan. And maybe yeah. once they can get back into town, and there'll be a connection. And I don't know what's going on with her and where she's at. But you're obviously seeing there's attractions, and I think he's going to have – Tevin's going to have an attraction with Stama. So there's yeah. going to be a, a way of, like, wanting to protect them and the town. And Well, yeah. he even asks Stama, like, why she's sad that mm-hmm. the arc cop, uh, arch got blown up. And, uh, and, she's, and she shares, like, she yeah. has this emotional connection with the town. And, like, I think yeah. he's now realizing that Earth has become the home for all of these right. kind of refugees who right. have gone there. And, and so Exactly. And that, you know, she has connections with the humans. And she yeah. said that to him in the last episode about, you know, falling in love and with a human. And yeah. So there's connections. And obviously that was a lot's big hobby was doing the radio station up there. So, yeah, yeah. There, there is a genuineness there. And so I think that they do have a genuine connection, and it was fun to kind of watch it. I also thought it was fascinating when she said to him, like, oh, no other man in my entire life has ever cooked yeah. breakfast for me. I was like, wow. It was kind of sad in a way, you know? Like, but that's, even though Stam was so, like, manipulative and so, like, you know, powerful to kind of see that moment, I was like, wow. But, I mean, that that makes their culture. Like, right. that's the way, yeah. Right. Like, it's very patriarchal, and yeah. that wouldn't happen. But it was... Daytech would never. No. Yeah. But it was fascinating to kind of see that and kind of see that loneliness and that... You know that that veneer kind of stripped away from her of yeah. being so powerful and non emotional and manipulative to kind of see that layer taken off and and that, that vulnerability yeah. and for her to admit that was kind of was really fascinating to me. I thought too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think I think Stama is one of the more complicated characters Very and more much. interesting characters in television. Yeah, like, I've loved her from the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, she's, I thought she was so good. She's so strong. Yeah, at the same time has very little power, right. which is such an interesting like character mm-hmm. because she has so much resolve and is right. so manipulative, is so smart, mm-hmm. uh, is willing to do what it takes to get what she wants, but at the same time does not have the tools or the ability to meet those needs. It's very interesting to see her kind of struggle with that powerlessness, yeah. even though she has this ambition at the same time. Right. Right, it's yeah, it's fascinating because there's a very big gulf there, and yeah, and this this one personality. I I do I love it. Um, and the yeah. human she fell in love with, I think, is Christy, right? Well, that's what I took yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, or Christy, or even just the family in general. Yeah, just the family. I, I kind of took it her, but in general, like the yeah. family and all that. Yeah, like yeah, there was we, definitely yeah. We didn't see any uh, little bear. Luke. No, we didn't no. see we didn't see him today. I no. assume he's just being taken care of by some slaves. Yeah, by that they have, the, or they house, have the house, yeah. house, whatever they're called. Yeah, uh, attendants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most important thing with Arissa in Berlin, other than the headaches, was uh, they find uh, that radio transponder yeah. that was where the explosion came from, mm-hmm. and they're going to dust it for prints. Yeah, so they're going to be detectives right there. Yeah, they so, might find Prince. Mm-hmm. Not the performer. Not the performer, yes. But, <laughs> but fingerprints. Who was formerly known and now yeah. back to being again. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, so, well, then it will lead back to the TARS? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, that that might lead something in the future. That's true. Yeah. It remains to be seen. Does that mean it's time for... I think it's predictions. Predictions? Yeah. Could it be? And now... Buzz TV. 
Like we're in that screening room. Yes, yeah, I felt like <laughs> just for a second there. Ooh. Uh, do you want me to, me to go ahead? Go for it. All right. So, uh, you know, Samir is a medic. Mm-hmm. And Doc Yule is a medic. And I think that there's going to be a lot of tension. I think there's going to be a huge change for Doc Yule. I'm not saying she's going to join the VC. Yeah. I think it's possible that she might. Uh, I think, like, because they both fill a similar role, right. I think there might be some tension leading up between the two of them. Yeah. I, uh, I could see that. And also the fact that she still doesn't trust the OMAC. So if the OMAC are starting yeah. to come in and everything, she's not going to be happy with that. Yeah, and uh, my other big, bold prediction is I think the VC are going to destroy the Omec ship. Mm, that's a good one. Thus giving like giving a reason for uh, Tevgin and um, uh, Kinsey to really fight for Defiance. Yeah. Uh, and not turn on them and kill all of them like they're planning on doing. Yeah, I wonder... That's a good point. Like, if they destroy their ship and they end up winning, if then... Was there still a VC ship that was of use? That's the thing I'm not sure of. Because at the same time, I still feel like... Well, I'm thinking, like, surface to atmosphere. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, because that's a really good prediction, because you think, like, maybe that's it, and it's just the two of them. Like, will yeah. that be a thing? And so they have to find their way to live on Defiance now. It would give them their... impetus to be there and fight for them right. other than... And now this will be their new home because it's just the two of them? I, I don't yeah. know. It's a fascinating and that's a great prediction because it's sort of like what are they going to do? Fight and then win and then sail off into the sunset with their ship and all the other OMAC that are now yeah. multiplying and you know, so I, I like the way you're going with that yeah. because I do feel like you've got to have some kind of conflict there and a way to destroy it. I'm still thinking the headaches are connected to you know, the OMAC and the OMAC are the ones that are going to have to resolve that. Okay. You know, there's something to do with them and something when they were connected and they were, I don't know, there's something there that's fishy, but maybe it's a way of them being able to solve it and that's how Kinsey gets back in it again and then Nolan and Kinsey have their little thing. Sure. I don't know, but the headache thing is definitely going to be playing a big... Big game in the future. Yeah, in this next episode, at least next two for sure. Awesome. But it was a great episode. One yeah. of my favorite by far. I really enjoyed it. So where can they find you, Jesse? Oh, uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter at S-Man80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. And I'm also here for the Orange and the New Black after shows as well. Cool. In the meantime, we look forward to hearing from all of you on your thoughts. So make sure you subscribe and comment and post. And have a great week, everyone. Until next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 